gentrification, make black America great again. We have a president in office whose key slogan for his campaign the first time around was make America great again. And I still don't understand exactly what the fuck that meant. <laughs> but, <laughs> Something catchy with okay, that was easy to say and remember. It was easy to say and remember. That's it and that's all. Nothing else about that shit makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that. It's a little bit uh Ah, it's a little weird. I don't understand what it is, but it doesn't seem like Trump in office, his friends in office, they're not really too concerned with making all of America great again just white America. So I wanted to discuss, and we all wanted to discuss some ways that we can focus on and make black America great again. What that takes, what that entails. Is there a way to gentrify? First, black America has to exist. Yeah. Well, conversation dead again. <laughs> 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 I mean, shit. That's what I mean, bro. She's like, she be throwing out them fingers. Man, it's this cartoon called the One Punch Man. Have you seen that? Oh yes, I love One Punch Man. That's Shoe Shoe. I'm gonna start calling her One Punch because she just ended with One Punch Shoe. For me, my definition of gentrification, just from what I've seen in my lifetime, is when one group of people come and displace an uh, entirely different group of people and build up their area for their gain. And it seems like those those people in the displaced group who are deemed like appropriate or wh whatever the case has the money, you know, those are the ones that can stay, but everybody else got to get the fuck out. What about you? Well, I see it as one group, one hegemonic group, typically white Anglo-Saxon Protestant males. <laughs> Even though we said we weren't going to do that, I am. You're the buggy. Let's go. <laughs> when those people show up to your predominantly ADOS American descendants of slavery. I don't know what black people are. Um, they show up and they can create the conditions for your property to be devalued. And when it hits a certain level of devaluement, that's not a word, whatever. We, we made it one. We made it one. That's when cool. it gets so low, 
And you can't get yourself out the hole that it looks like you dug for yourself, but really someone else had the shovel. Then that's when they swoop in and try to pretend like they need to save you and help you from this ruin that you didn't got yourself in, but it really wasn't you. So when you, so gentrification is taking advantage of a fucked up situation. Basically. And for me, I look at gentrification. Mine is pretty much that. Just I, I just try to whittle it down a little bit, and it's just pretty much when uh economically disadvantaged area is made palatable mm-hmm. for a economically suitable uh, group of people. Mm-hmm. So that norm, that's just how that's just how I, I whittle it down. But it's basically it. So there's practicality, and then mm-hmm. there's you know by definition. So that's how I look at it as the definition of gentrification. So let me ask uh, this question: Do you guys think that um, it's possible to not just gentrify the area that a group of people live in, but to also try to gentrify those people and the way they move, the way they talk, the way they think in order to make them feel like they are no longer, um, I guess, uh, what's the word? I guess maybe they are no longer worthy of living in the same place that they've been, they've always lived in just because, you know, this group of people came in and put a fresh coat of paint on it and make it look pretty. Yes, displacement. Now you have become a foreigner in your own native land. Kyle Sway. Yeah, um, the first half of that question if you know am i repeating the first part of it for me oh no i was just asking do you guys think it's possible to not only just gentrify the neighborhood itself but the people in that neighborhood to change their mindset and the way that they move um to to i guess you know they make them feel like they are no longer welcome in the the society that they first lived in because you know they came in and slapped a new coat of paint on it put some flowers up and made some nice doors I mean, just in general, in the way people move, it was this, I can't remember what the name of the show was. I want to say it's called like 100 people, 100 humans, or something mm-hmm. like that. But they were doing this little thing where they were like um, doing these little experiments on people. So it was like, they had like, uh, in every room, it was like 20 people who was in on what was going on, and one person who wasn't. So they had these 20 people, they had these 20 people in this one room, they were just sitting in there, like they were waiting on a job interview. So they're all sitting in there reading a newspaper or whatever. And in that room, like every five minutes, it would make a bing sound like a microwave is done and mm-hmm. a light would blink. And when that happened, all 19 people who were in on the prank would just kind of stand up out of their seat, shake their leg, like get comfortable, then sit back down. And the one dog kind of looked like, what's going on? Like, and, you know, he sat there for a minute, and after like the fourth time, then he, he would stand up too. Like, oh, yeah, so I guess he we'll stand up. To that shit. <laughs> and that's, and that's mm-hmm. normally to me. And it was a, it, it was a few other ones, but that's normally how gentrification, how you gentrify people, because mm-hmm. what you do is you create an environment that welcomes this type of behavior. Everybody's yard is manicured yeah. in this neighborhood. You either gonna start manicuring your yard or you're gonna move your junky you yard and stand up. Right. So you it's like you just neighbor. He just said that the name na- like our neighbor started cutting grass. He started going crazy because he like I just moved over here. I need to hurry up and cut my grass. All of these homes, yeah. you know, like every other house around my house grass cut. I don't want to make a bad impression on these mm-hmm. people. Like exactly. this your yard, you said that house. Huh? That's your but right. that's how people, tell you, but it is implied. 
It has yeah. to be implied. Oh, no, you have neighborhoods that will it's tell you. Do your yard work, or people will be look, look, we will be standing on the sidewalk looking at you like hood. No, no, let me tell you, they will, they, at least in here in Texas, there are certain cities where they will ticket you and fine you for not keeping your grass below a certain oh, level. Yeah. If yeah, your so tree branches, if your tree branches extend over the street, you gotta, you gotta do that type of thing. Yeah, it's like that here in Pontiac too. Um, they, it's yeah, on the books, however, they don't really enforce. Oh, they don't enforce it. Oh, yeah, they they enforce the fuck out of that shit down here. Subdivisions <laughs> have their own rules that they go by, you know, and things like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but that's right. why you gentrify people. You create an environment that says mm -hmm. this type of behavior is acceptable here. This isn't, this isn't. and for the most part, people will fall in line. That's mm -hmm. what I told my student. Yeah, exactly that. Like, pay attention to what you're doing and what you're saying. Blind allegiance makes zero sense. So, with the gentrification... It will ultimately lead you to your demise, yeah, so you just got to be present with it, with the gentrification. Yeah, you have to be aware. First, you got to be aware that things are changing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so once I'm, you become aware, you got to make a plan on how you're not going to allow this to affect you to head. Yeah. And it's like, it's are crazy. Are you going to be one to stay or are you going to be the one that's forced to go? Facts. Yeah. And why is that? Well, how do we create, once again, definition and impracticality? So, mm -hmm. a definition, oh, I got it. gentrification. I got it. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The first thing we need to do to help combat this clean up around your motherfucking house. The only reason why they be trying to come here and feel like everything is in ruins and shit because that's what it looks that's like. That's what it looks like. Yep. If you get the trash off the street, they won't be cruising through like, yeah, this looks like a good place to take over. I think that's, to me, in my in my book, that's like step number that's three. That's small. Step number it's one. Like, yeah. At least one thing yeah. that anybody oh, yeah. can do. Y'all need no money mm -hmm. to clean this bitch up. I you think, though, the biggest thing. Own. You say you got to what? You got to own. You have but to we gotta, Because you got to understand. They but can't you gotta, be, you gotta respect what you got just to even get in the ownership mentality. But ownership even before is that, but that's number one because you gotta think about it. What does gentrification consist of? People coming into the area and buying buy property at a low rate. They yep. buy at a low rate. And you're going and to see yourself out if you don't own your home. And they're buying the house that you're renting, and they now have the choice. Oh, you gotta go. And we don't want to rent to you anymore. And and but I think and even but let me even you before that, you say what? Mom went to buy a home in an auction. What was that? 2016. Their companies coming there with foot full of cash. It's not even a lie. Divide it up. Yeah, you can buy 40%. 60 need to go to the residents, though. 
Yes. But the thing is, because like I go, to, that's what I do on the side. So I go with a Wayne County when it's online. The Oakland County mm-hmm. one is at that big soccer soccer uh, arena yeah, yeah. there on South Boulevard. So I go to the auction. Uh, it's not a lot of people from the city there. So, and that takes me to what I was going to say before. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say before we can even have the mindset of ownership and have the mindset of having our own. We got to have the mindset first that we can and we are capable of having our own and owning our home. We are capable of having something, having something nice and keeping it up. We don't, we don't feel... It seems like a lot of us feel like we don't deserve that type of thing. We're not worthy of that type of thing. We can't make that type of thing happen because of what we've been taught, what we haven't been taught on how the way things actually work and how they go to know that you can get commercial property, rental property, you can get it for cheap as fuck if you know how to look for it, where to go, you know what investments is, if you know what interest is and all these other things that they, they fail to teach us. They purposely don't teach us. But see, well, like, there are certain things. That type of stuff they should be learning in high school instead of this. Uh, fuck trigonometry. Are you kidding me? Anyway. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> chemistry. Anyway. Oh, look, right. I was talking to one of my homegirls. She's not even really a homegirl, a Facebook friend. Mm-hmm. And she posts the. It seemed like every year you see the cycle of her stats. She mm-hmm. has the same stat cycle. And we was talking one day, conversation went to the inbox, and we were talking, and she was talking about her situation. And I just asked the flat out, I'm like, how much do you get back? Because she got a few kids. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it at a few. I'm not going to put her number out there. Because I might slip up and say her name. So I ain't going to put her number out there. <laughs> and I asked her, like, how much do you get back every year on your taxes? And she was like, I get about fifteen. She get about 15000 she said. Well, fuck. Um, about 15000 back. That's a fixer up right there. She and is. I told her, and I sent her some sheets. I'm like, look. I'm like, you know, you can go to the Oakland County auction. Grab you a house for ten bands that's clear, free, and paid for. Mm-hmm. And you can do one of two things. You can either either use that other five thousand you got to fix it up and stay there, or you can just not even continue to stay where you at on your section eight because she was worried about losing her section eight and she moved and this and that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, st- spend ten buy that crib. But who cares Sit about section eight when Sorry, go ahead. Thing, but but that's, that's a totally different conversation because yeah. Section 8 for a lot of people is so ingrained in their mind as a safe. Because it takes them a long yeah. time to get up to get it. They got Two, the, doesn't it? It takes forever. It's, it's a poverty mentality, though, if you Facts. think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't 100% agree. So I'm telling her this, and I'm like, look, either move into that house and fix it up slowly, or what you can do is don't stay in the house. Use that other five bands. To fix it up so next year when your income tax rolled around, you can have that boy fixed up where you need it to be and move into that crib. And I'm like, you stay there for about three or four years, mm-hmm. and then at that point, you can either rent it out or sell it. Like the whole kind of yeah. like, uh huh. Her response to me was, and I broke it down in way more detail. I'm sending her like, mm-hmm. you know, auction list that I got from Oakland and Wayne County, the prices, the taxes. Mm-hmm. But she asked an open question. We talked for about so two hours about you it. So hold on, let, let, let me. But let me let me hit you. Let me hit you with this. But, mm-hmm. but no, but here's 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 what her response was after all that. Ain't nobody trying to do all of that. I know. But why not? That was her response. Put the water. Like, yeah. Put and see, water. and this is, and and I know we're not. This isn't yeah. the topic. Did not swallow it. Yeah, and this right. I know this isn't the topic, but I feel like 
and people hate me when I say this, but um, for, <laughs> I know fuck people, but still at the same time, I say this all the time, we talk about reparations a lot, and people keep talking about money, 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 yeah. but no one oh, ever talks about the land or the water that we were supposed to originally land, get, water, and I feel like everybody would rather have a check than have that right. land and that water because it's easier to cut a check and spend money. You still get to live in the comfort that you have. Nobody really, everybody wants their own, but nobody seems to want to work to have their own. So how do we see? Why do you think they, they can put up all of these apartments? People don't want to be homeowners for another reason. They have to be responsible. That comfort. They, they want that comfort. I'm in the most like I'm, I'm trying to think do anybody know why listen to the pod like that. Listen, like I make over thirty five dollars an hour, me personally, and my crib is seven hundred and fifty square feet, three bedrooms on one floor and it's six of them. Like, I fucking hate my house, right? Mm -hmm. But I bought the house for a reason. Mm -hmm. I bought the house for $25,000 in 2016 and my crib is now worth 53. Like, I bought that house and I, I made myself uncomfortable. I get cussed out by my girl, Jenner, every day because we and it's uncomfortable. And we, but we, once we were supposed to move this month, but because mm -hmm. everything happened, turned around, refinanced the crib, sitting on a, a little bit under fifty thousand dollars in my pocket, about to rent that crib out, get into the crib we want, and use the rest of that to buy more cribs and rent out. Mm -hmm. Like it was the whole process is uncomfortable, it's not cool. People looking at my car like, bruh, I pull up at work and I feel like shit, it's Cadillacs and right. and all type of here I come up in the two thousand five Tahoe. Right. You know, and, and with the rust on the side. Right. And everybody looking like, bro, it's about time to upgrade. And I'm mm -hmm. like, bro, when it, but when this pandemic first hit and everybody, oh, man, we'll be down to work in one day a week. What are we going to do? I don't know right. what the fuck y'all to do. I'm, I'm Gucci. My Dang. car paid for. My, my house paid for. for. All this shit my paid for. Paid for. Yeah. My car paid for. I got money in the bank. I'm good. What y'all going to yeah. do? You don't want me to $2,300 in Yep. It's, it's, it's I, like, I, I don't know, but that was, that was out of necessity and to balance out my credit. Yeah. So. And, but that's the thing. When it comes yeah. to gentrification, you know, yeah, it should be different. Can we put ourselves, can we go through those necessary hardships to be on the benefiting end? Because in order to gentrify, you have to get the crib at 50. I yeah. And I, but you have to, but us, I know us on the phone. Right. Just people but in you And yeah, and that's that's the major that. question. We should, but yeah, that's a good question. Can a lot of us when a lot of us can't even stay home and sit down for a stay at home order quarantine to protect ourselves and the lives of other people? So how do we like I'm to the and point you know right now, I wanna buy a big old I wanna buy like five acres of residential land and then yeah. shit, if I have to, I'm throwing tents on that bitch and getting a porter potty. Then once we get enough, yep. we gonna start getting manufacturer homes put on there. We can, you know, buy enough land so that way we can build. So when our children get older, they can have their own place. We have our own little hey, community. The board, the board real uh -huh. quick, because you just said something that a conversation that me and my sister were having. That and these are my sister's words. That when she said this, it 
opened my eyes like wider than they already were. Mm-hmm. We were talking about why people, and you spoke on the quarantine shit, mm-hmm. and people have this, and like, why are people so upset about having to stay at home and not being able to go somewhere? And my right. sister's words were, I find it highly, what was her word? I find it highly ironic that people are uncomfortable being made to stay in the one place where you create the environment. Yep. Like, how is it that you are uncomfortable being in an environment that you, you create, create? You control, you're, right. You're, the cleanliness, the smell, the feng shui, the aura, who's there, what you had. You created this, and yet you don't want to be there. Like, if that don't, although that applies to way more than us, but right. if that ain't the black person's problem in a nutshell, it is. Like, we... We don't want like we we give our shit up like we create this and we hate it and then somebody it's else like comes in. It's like we don't. Bro, we, everybody in such a rush to move move out of Pontiac to get to fucking what's them Waterford Meadows just to say they in Waterford. Yeah, and then be in the yacht every day. Like, but you, you so might as well stay where you was at. They call that shit water dirt if you talk to the people, you know, on that side mm-hmm. of the fence. And then what they doing in Pontiac, the same thing they, they did with Detroit. Go ahead and withhold the resources. No community yeah. centers, no services. Yeah. You're letting yeah. the, all these property values go down. Mm-hmm. Every day I get so a they can swoop in. Hi, I'm an investor from yada, yada, yada. I'm willing to buy your, your property cash on hand. Reach out to me. They just buying up in bulk. All these people mm-hmm. gonna buy all these properties, sit on them, and then rent them boys out. These little my house going by the time if they get their hands on it, by the time they're ready to rent this boy out, it's gonna be fifteen hundred a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that's what they do. do? Like, like we, are we willing to go through the mud to I'm get to the beach? We can do that. We can. We certainly can. But I always say this, and, and this is this is my this is my feeling. We can do it, but not right now. I feel like we have to go a generation removed from ourselves and speak these ideals to the up and coming generation so that they can be better prepared than we were. I'm kind of giving up on our generation. And then the generation right after us, which is the crack baby generation, crack from the babies from the crack era, I, I'm kind of giving up on them. I still talk. I still reach out to who I can. You know, I try to network, and we all need to network with who we can. But for the most part, my thing is right now reach the youth. So that way when they become our age, they're better set up than we were. They know more than we did. But here's the thing, though, right? The came from in, in the one group that, oh, go ahead, you can say what you got to Oh yeah, I was just about to say real quick and then to move on. The thing about it is, we have to reach our group because our counterparts that are in our age group and a bit older, Mm -hmm. the difference Mm -hmm. is they are purchasing, owning, and holding on to all the resources. So if we hold out for that next group, what's going to happen is that next group is going to have all the knowledge with no resources available to purchase Makes sense. Right? Makes so makes we sense. have to grab a like I keep saying, like I have to grab my crib and hold on to it mm-hmm. so my daughter can reap the benefits. So my son right. can reap the benefits. So right, my right. kids can reap the benefits. Like if we get them all this knowledge with nothing with nothing to do with it, 
like they just gonna be some smart poor people. So like, true. They, yeah, because that's what happened to Generation X. They that's what happened. Up, basically. They that's what happened to us in the fifties and sixties. They went to school and got degrees. Yeah, we got yeah. through. They, they didn't went to say school. nothing for that yeah for the next generation. You got you got the lookout. Like I'll just use my I use my own father for example. Okay, his parents made it possible for him to go to college. So we'll just say just uh, liquidate assets that were left, and we'll say my grandfather left him one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So when I come around. He should have been building upon that one fifty, but that's yeah. not how they were thinking. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. take trips, that is, do that, do that. So now it's time for me to come out. I'm about to go to college. I have to get all student loans, scholarships, and grants, or I can't go any fucking way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why though, Dad? That wasn't your life. You went to college. You ain't got no student loans. Don't sit down. Don't sit down. Your daddy left you money. Mm-hmm. Your daddy set you up, bro. But your father set you up for you to set me up and you didn't do that. Yeah. That's the rub. It got it got disconnected in the middle. And see, whereas the other cultures, they don't allow that in their mm-hmm. They don't care what you want to do. Oh, if that's what you want to do, then yeah. you're shine for the rest of your life. Yep, and that's you it. Either you in or you out. It ain't no negotiation. And that's part of the problem, too. You hustle for your last name and not your first. You can do your own thing on your own time when you get your own money. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's about the community, and we all need to keep this whole thing oiled up and moving in the right direction. And when everybody put their money in the pot, everybody have money to take out the pot when the state burns. Yeah, that's very true. That's why we always... The, the nail shops and the beauty supplies, they are very systematically open by the cultures who open them. And they do it, and they already have a number on who gonna get which store. And all of that is worked out before they ever even fucking come over here. Yeah. Right. Gotta have a plan. We don't have we a plan. We can do that shit ourselves. Okay, let's just say, we'll just say, West Side, we take all sides and we all put money in the top. So, first people up. West side, y'all, you try to be at the first. First meal that you make, you gotta give it to East side so they can open their business now. And when right. East side make their first meal, half of that goes to South side and, and so on. You see how it goes? Right. Mm-hmm. But the question is, though, and this is gonna be. So this- when you start making money, you gonna buy me mine. So the question mm-hmm. is, then, and this is gonna be the final thought because I do gotta get to work myself. But um, that is 100% true, I will say that. But the question is, how do we make that a reality today? If we can't wait for the next generation to come up and make these moves, how do we make that a reality today? Get more into being community minded mm-hmm. instead of always thinking shit ain't got nothing to do with you if it ain't inside your house home or it ain't mm-hmm. inside your family or in your particular uh, right. within your 40 foot Yeah, we need to realize to that. Um, to the grander picture. You got yeah. to be the microcosm yeah. and the macrocosm. Yep, you got to have the big picture to be able to make the smaller moves. You can't tell that it does. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yep, I do agree with that. Realize that even it, everything that happens in our community does directly affect our households in some way, whether you see it or not. Yeah. Exactly. I would agree with that. I just think we just got to be willing to. Mm-hmm. Just being willing to reset, like you know, start back over. Oh, and also. thinking that you know we can only have what they give us we can have so much more if we just work toward actually work towards having our own stop being afraid to build like terrence said in the beginning sometimes you got to make yourself uncomfortable to get to that bigger yeah. picture and that's, that's just you, you know yeah that's just like period if you don't ever step out your comfort zone how do you expect to have anything different than what you currently have i, I don't think it's possible I don't think it's possible. So we we just gotta um, the same way. yeah do more, be Thanks. more concerned about each other, look out for each other more, support each other's dreams yeah. more, start pulling our money together more, making more businesses, and and teaching our kids better than what we were learned, what than what we were taught when we were children. You know, start start yeah. show, not only just yeah, teaching them, but right, right, and don't only just don't just talk. Be, be that example. Set the example that they need to see in everyday life to do better for themselves. People learn different. Some yeah. people learn by what they see. Some people learn by what they hear. Mm -hmm. They touch, feel. So just work it out in all ways and everybody will get the lesson. Very true. Very, very true. Well, that is the end of all our right, time Tom. today. If we can... Um, little short area. Little, little short one. But yeah, we'll get to it again. Uh, next week, we are going to have a guest on the show, Josh Matthews, a.k.a. Detour. He is a battle rapper and also just a rapper. Um, he's got this pretty cool project coming out, too, to make all his music and um, music videos and all that 3D. So that's kind of cool as well. Um, but we'll be back next week with him. He wants to talk about the Me Too movement and how they are supporting Joe Biden. Um, and that just that's got me. Fun. That's what I'm saying because he's being accused of everything that you are supposed to be against. But whatever. But um, yeah, and the hypocrisy of it all. So we'll we'll be back next week for for that show. All right. Yeah, I'm glad we about to go because I almost said somebody had no business. Okay, <laughs> save it for next week. <laughs> all right, See ya. Have a good one. Next week. <laughs>